This coffee with McCarthy is sponsored by Steph Curry Cognac. One, and it's lights out. On your mark, get set. Let's go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Mister, will you please wake up? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Good morning, Kevin Durant. You should have never left California. This bronze sexual upset me in oh, having no. to bring this teenage idiot from Wisconsin into a sports conversation. Are you really surprised that the Cowboys are giving up on Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, hell no. Well, no one cares about baseball. And welcome to another scintillating, exciting Tuesday edition of Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. I am one half of that duo, Cole Johnson, and the other half will be joining me momentarily, which is Brian Snow the creator, the founder of Snowman in the Morning program, and of course, of uh, and the CEO of Snowman Multimedia. Victor Locke always joins us every single day. He says, good morning on a Taco Tuesday. Good morning to you, sir. Hope everything is good with you thus far in this early part of the week. And so I'm going to wait on what we were going to talk about to begin the show until my partner joins me. But uh, I will continue onward with, I guess, the theme so far in in sports, which, ah, there we go. He is here. The man who is known as the snowman everywhere, worldwide. One Mr. Brian Snow. How are you, sir? Good morning. <laughs> how are you, my friend? Ah, I, 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 can't, I can't do this without saying my partner who has held it down since I brought him aboard the crew as first a guest and now my partner and now the executive producer of the program, that man is the one and only Cole Sports <clears throat> with a Z. <laughs> I, I can't do this without you, man. I can't do this without you, without Victor, the folks in the chat. And Victor, good morning to you. And, uh, of course, my better half, my beautiful Dr. K, who gets me going every every morning. She, You know, she told me, she says, I don't care what time you eat breakfast, just as long as you get breakfast. If you got to be late, you got to be late. But I want to do it right, and I want to do right by you guys. So, What's the first subject du jour? What's... Well, I know this has been itching uh, in your heart to do. Yes, sir. So for today's whip around... We're going to spend it talking about Bethune, Cookman, and Ed Reed. Good. I know you have a lot of thoughts. Of course, I do, too. What I will do is I will be a host in this case and will cede the floor to you. And for those who don't know, 
about between Christmas and New Year's, Ed Reed was slated to be the head football coach of the HBCU in Daytona Beach, Florida, known as Bethune-Cookman. He then, about a week, well, actually not this past weekend, but last weekend, uh, decided to send an Instagram saying that uh, not only do they have him do trash detail or police detail, as they would say in the military, uh, but mm-hmm. he was doing so without a contract. And he said that the conditions were so bad at Bethune-Cookman, he said there were buildings there, buildings there that was full of trash in them. So, of course, yeah, yeah, it, it totally unacceptable. So, of course, then he was forced to apologize by the uh, Bethune-Cookman uh, staff. Why? Well, Why? well, it was supposedly he was not representing the university well, and he was being unprofessional. He doesn't have a he didn't have a contract for God's sakes. And we're getting to the reason why we're talking about this particular <clears throat> subject because this past weekend it was leaked out that he and the school did not come to terms with their con- with their contract, and, and gets- the school said, um, "Mr. Ed Reed, but but." That I was, yep. That the school let him go. What? You heard me correctly. Bethune Cookman and Ed Reed parted ways this past weekend. It's a good thing I got iced coffee this morning. Yeah. That's why I said that this was something that I know we could just simply chew on. So, you, so you're telling me oh, yours. you're telling me mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. because he expressed what he was feeling yeah. about and, the school and about the people therein. Yeah. Which and that is a word and yeah. I won't use the word here. I won't either. They let they where's Robert? Where's Robert Ford? They told him. See you later. Yes, yes. They they couldn't come to terms, and uh, they decided to just simply say, eh, "You know what? It was nice, Ed, but we gotta let you go." I hope he sues the pants off their asses. <laughs> Hey, Bethune-Cookman. Stay off the weed. I don't know why they got on the weed. And you wonder <laughs> what kind of weed it is, considering it's Daytona Beach, Florida. I've read that. And, yes, that's a, sh- and that's, that's a shot, shot in the dark and a shot and a half. And I don't okay. care what people say. I've read that Saturday. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This dude is actually working on your behalf, not even being contractually obligated to do so. And they let him go. And they let him go. All because, all because that I guess he did not uh, represent the the upstanding. Uh, 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 What's that word you just used? Upstanding. My ass. Levels uh, 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 and and didn't comport himself with 
absolute highest of standards. In other, in other words, he didn't keep a secret. No. No. Am he, I am I somewhere in the ballpark? Oh no, you're not somewhere in the ballpark. You just knocked it 500 feet and well, maybe. Did I do a Jordan? Did I do a combination of Jordan Alvarez and Frank Thomas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hit a bomb so hot, so far in dead center field <laughs> that it it wasn't it didn't click. So he basically it just keep a secret. It. He voiced his opinion about it, and they let him go. Yeah, they let him go. And this is how bad the situation is. So the, the okay, then my only mm-hmm. Victor, I know I know Victor's in his office this week. I gotta have Victor on the show probably next week to talk about this situation because it will be talked about, it will be discussed. And I don't care what people say to me, for me, and about me. I know what the trope is gonna be. I already know what the trope is gonna be. You're a black man, you should give me a bullshit. Bull, that's some grade A homogenized Holstein bullshit. When you see wrong, you call it out. Period. Now that I'm warmed up. Oh. You got to be absolutely freaking kidding me that they let him go because he called out some atrocities that needed to be called out? What? I mean, what is a head football coach doing in in the in in the sanitation realm? What is a pro football Hall of Fame head coach doing in the sanitation realm? Let's go all the way there, shall we? You know, so I, <laughs> it, it the whole situation angers me, makes me laugh at the same time because it's like it's like he you, and you, you said it beautifully. Spoke, he exposed a terms. dirty secret. You just spoke my terms. Mm. It pisses me off and it makes me laugh at the same time. Yeah. And again, I speak to my homie Victor, who was my engineer for 16 years in Chicago when we covered A, the Chicago Public League, and B, Chicago State University. You want to talk about black situations gone wrong? I just gave you two of them. And Chicago's considered a black city. Interesting. You know, so I put Who the hell told this lie? Yeah, you know I put that in quotes, right? Yeah. And that's exactly why I responded the way I responded. <laughs> Which is why I will state again. Who told this lie? And it, if you think about it, thank you, Playmaker, for the it's not even a damn secret. No. It's not. It's not a it's not even a damn secret. No. People who go to HBCUs have known this ish. For years. years. Heck, I've known it for years, and I wasn't a student. I mean, because we have TC, TSU in Houston, and like I said on this air, I can't tell you how many times I've I've heard anybody affiliated with the school, especially with the in, in the level of like a D or or a dean mm-hmm. that would that that would say, um, "School's hurting. We need money, and we have all this and." They've been trying to build something up, you know, in whatever on the campus for God knows how long. Yes. I, I, I mean, it was something a, up my ass. I mean, it was it was. Come on. I mean, you gotta understand. Houston is a huge city. They yes, had, yes. you know, you know, they in the last twenty five years they've erected Minute Maid Park. They've erected NRG Stadium, which of course was Reliant Stadium at the time. 
uh, they erected Toyota Center. I can honestly tell you that the city seemingly did not seem to be more proud of anything that. Uh, oh, and the new and the new uh, gym uh, of uh, uh, Pavilion. Yeah, new Hawaii's Pavilion in 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 Houston on the University of Houston campus. Oh yeah, and Robertson Stadium. The University and, of Houston uh, football stadium, but and, they and were I, not. And I love and I love Hoffines Pavilion, and oh, I, I do too. I've always Hoffines Pavilion. I've always have. I, I, I I've always loved that place, but no, in the last thirty years in Houston, no, no unveiling of a new anything was celebrated as much as the new gym that they put on the campus of TSU. Mm-hmm. Not not a one, not a one. <laughs> and again, I pose the question: What is wrong with this picture? It's as if, and, and, and I, I know I don't even have to say this to you for you to get it, because I know you've heard this in your house because I heard it in mine. It's an absolute doggone shame that we have to still in two thousand twenty three. Whenever anything of this nature is involved in the picture, that we have to be victims. I will repeat Playmaker's question. When are black people going to stop being victims? Can I go there? When 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 are black people in general going to stop playing victims? And stop being victims. Look, I understand that there were certain certain situations and circumstances that maybe caused a lot of these schools to not be as profitable or Big. as or or as uh, affluent as their PWI brethren. I get right. PWI being predominantly white units institutions. I get that. I understand that. But, but we have to get to the point where it's like, yeah, we may not have these types of resources. However, we do make do with what we have and our union, our family, our alumni, our boosters and our city celebrate us. I don't have to tell you this because I know your dad has said this to you. And my dad said it to me without even putting the word black in his sentence. (laughs) You make do with what you got until you get to the next level. Am I I speaking English? Oh, yeah. And and, and, oh, yeah. And I will make I will make no bones about it. My father was a Black Panther. Mm -hmm. So. I, I, I get the power to the people and you know black to the nth degree i you know i I know black too strong i know you've been all that you've been you've been there you've seen that but at the same time there is a little five there is a little word that black people must do in general and i know i'm about to cuss But there's something that the black community needs to do, and it is called evolve. Oh, that's that's a big word. 
in a community that needs let to me, hear it. Let me turn. Let me turn. Let me do honor to Jordan Alvarez, one of your favorite sluggers and one of mine of all time, Mr. Frank Thomas, and hit this out in the park for you. There is a little something we'd like to call evolve. You have to evolve as a person and you have to evolve as a people. There is a major, major problem with most of the black communities that I have seen, been in, and know. You haven't done it yet! Even worse. Even worse that they haven't done it yet, man. Say it. They don't want to do it they you are beat me, you beat me to it they, they're, they're they're so ensconced in wanting to be Victim. second class citizens and victims. They're, ensconced in wanting to be, they're ensconced in wanting to be victims i mean it's to the point and i'm going to be real graphic here it's to the point where many of us in 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 our culture Look at society as basically a person who's going to toilet and our mouths are wide open to receive the urine. Enough. 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 I mean, I, I, I don't get why we feel the need to just simply dump our on our own. But like Victor said, and I love it. The question is, why would you victimize those in your community? Beautiful you know, question. You know, and it's a que- and it's a question that the community doesn't want to answer oh. because they're afraid if they start answering it. And, and like I said, I know your dad said this to you as my dad and my granddad said this to me. And I'm going to piss a lot of black people off, but I don't care. The truth needs to be said. If they begin to answer that question. It would involve looking in a freaking yeah. mirror. Yeah, they don't want to answer that question because they don't want to see the results of that answer. It would involve exactly. It would involve looking in a mirror. Yeah, and, and I've done it. You've done it. Victor's mm-hmm. done it. Ryan's done it. Playmakers done it. Those of yeah. us who already know what to do and have evolved into the 21st century no we got to start with ourselves and look in the mirror and how many yeah. no matter how many times you start over you keep going until you get it right yeah then you have the situation of the hbcus and i will relate a story that i did on yesterday's afternoon show here in a moment okay um you have the situation of the hbcus that are keeping not this many secrets and for those of you listening on the radio, not a few secrets, but a hundred yards worth of secrets. Mm-hmm. Hell, let's go Canadian Football League and go 120, <laughs> 120. <yards laughs> worth of secrets. There are two universities that are predominantly black that I did calls for. Chicago State University being one, Central State University being the other. I saw up close and personal how facilities make you feel less than because at the time that I started at Chicago State, we were in the Mid-Continent Conference. I would see places like Oral Roberts. I would see places like, hell, even Valparaiso. Okay. Even places like Valparaiso. 
and I would get hey, the facilities and the broadcast capabilities. Yeah. I've learned to table my emotions by Man, 2008, yeah. which sucked ass. That sucks. Yeah. And I know why. And that's, but that's, you are, you already know why. Mm -hmm. Victor knows what, like I said, I'm going to have Victor on for a conversation for the afternoon show and we're going to, we're going to empty the chamber. <laughs> I look forward Victor to that. Victor was my engineer for 16 years. When you go from a place that, and this is before Chicago State built the Emil and Patricia Jones Convocation Center under duress. Mm. When you go from a place, Jacoby Dickens Center, hosting a mere 2,500 people mm -hmm. to a place like, oh, I don't know, the Hearn Center in Columbia, Missouri, <laughs> or a place like, I don't know, Assembly Hall in Champaign, Illinois. And they can host at least six to seven that times. Hosts that. sixteen thousand. When you go from a place that hosts a mere twenty five hundred to, let me think. Um, what is that? What is one of my favorite places again? Mm, I've, it's coming to me. Oh yeah, the Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. That hosts 18,168. And remember, the spectrum was old. Yeah. And they still evolved. Mm -hmm. And they were totally fine with not presenting myself or my crew with the GOT contract. Mm -hmm. 20 some odd years later, I've learned to realize that's a problem. Which is why I have pulled the rest of my play-by-play -play schedule because I couldn't get a blankety-blank sponsor to save my life. And though I've tried, am I going to try for baseball with Jennings County? You bet. But the the thing is, cl it's clear. It's it's very very clear. And I'm going to tie this back into HBCU. So y'all bear with me. It's very clear that when someone in your community is already established. They're going to get all the play. Oh, yeah. It's clear. That's not you a know, question. Let me, use this, let me use this situation, and I am going to expose the secret I got no business exposing, according to a lot of people, but I'm going to oh. do it anyway. Ruh-ro. Why is it then when a man decides to chase his dream? Let's take color out of the equation, because I don't have to say when black men chase their dream, because we already know what the plight is. Mm -hmm. why is it that when men decide to chase their dreams they are shut out by everybody <sighs> yet on the flip side of that coin we have to roll the red carpet to everybody else's oh not only that not only that you want a mirror? Take this. How come when folks like you and I and Victor and Playmaker and Ryan and others who are in this chat chase our dreams and get doors slammed in our faces? And on the flip side of that coin, a fellow who can come, a black man who could come freshly out of jail 
can walk right into the black community and destroy it with permission. Oh. Yeah, you, you, you really do not want to know what I was going to say. Oh, well, heck, all right, fine, I'll say, say it. it, man. I'll, I'll say it. This is what we do. I'll, I'll say it, okay. This, this is our, and, and, and for those of you, and for those of you that have written along with us, thank you. For those yes. of you on for the first time, this is a billion-dollar show in the, this is a $2 billion annual show in the making, and we do something the mainstream media does not want to do. In three words, tell the truth. All right. Well, so speak to, it for those who are listening and those on the BS3 network and and my and my partner, excuse me for the following words. Say it. But I'm gonna say it. And this this isn't a secret. We all know this, <laughs> just like you do. Know it well. The the world, and I do mean every bit of the world, not just non- Black people, but black people in general, mm-hmm. they love a nigga, and I mean it by the—I mean it by the total sense of the word. They love an ignorant human being. For example, over the course of the weekend, the Lakers were playing the Grizzlies in Cripwalk, I call it, but Crypto.com Arena. And what was the talk of that? Shannon Sharp wolfing tickets with the Grizzly Stephen Adams. And it was a brouhaha and a tete. Of course it was. And that was the big time focus. Now, what was lost which is, in that, which is one of the reasons why I don't watch the NBA anymore. But we'll yeah. continue. Yeah. What was lost in that was later on the father of John Morant, who's one who's who's I love him. He goes hard for his son, but he's yep. closer to everybody who, who who's around him, including a foe. Mm-hmm. He walks over to Shannon, they dabbed up, they hug. That didn't get focused. That didn't get focused on. But Shay Shay uh, Shay acting the fool and trying to and trying to stick up for his boy in front of uh, in front of a Grizzlies player that got all the focus. That's what I mean by when I'm saying the world loves a nigga because that's ignorant behavior. That's behavior that if I were to have a son, I would say, I would say, boy, don't act like that ever again in life. Because I taught you better. My son, Dakota, through marriage, is every bit of me. He turns 25 this year. I can hear the voices in my head. Well, he's not true. He's not your real son. Bullshit. He grew up under your. Jody says to me. Jody says to me all the time, and I love her for this. She says to me, "I swear he was yours, naturally, because the kid's every bit of me." And what I am proud of with Dakota is he is now finding his way. He turns 25 in July. It's a beautiful. I may not have been there for all 25 years, but doggone it for the time that I have come to know him. I've seen him grow. And though he has not come to me, he comes to Jody more often than me because I'm just getting in the picture. 
Of course. I can dig that. I can dig that. Yeah. And I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. But there have been times he has come to me. Oh, of course. It makes me feel every bit like a father. Of course. I mean, because, and this is no disrespect to your wife, as as much as Jody can give to her son, mm-hmm. the one thing she can't give him is the understanding of what it is like to be a man. Yep. She can do her best, and I've seen yeah. her do and try her absolute best. That's why sometimes when she'll ask me, you know, you want to go see Dakota? And I'm like, I do, but I don't because you those two were tied at the hip first. Yeah. Okay. I want to have the lee. I want to give him the leeway to come to me. Yeah. I don't want to force anything. And that's the same with my daughters, with Sonya, with Cheyenne, and with Sam. And I talk to Cheyenne on a daily basis, almost. And she's out in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Now, how does all this tie in to what's going on with HBCU, with the secrets that we're airing out about HBCUs? It's pretty simple. I can put it in three simple words. Lack of, and you know the final word, communication. And accountability. And accountability. It's it's amazing to me. It's utterly amazing to me how we'll go back to when 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 Dion received the 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 job offer and he accepted the uh accepted the the job offer at, at, at Colorado it amazed me and when I mean amazed I don't mean like I was shocked or stunned Mm -hmm. but I mean amazed as in just out of the common sense that I know I just couldn't believe I was amazed at how many people were going at Dion as if he gutted a family member as if he Is it out of the family? Yeah. And right. it blew- can, we, can we go there? And and, and it, it you know what? I'm gonna go there with something that I'm very familiar with, which is the broadcast realm. Of course. Final game for Jackson State when they won the SWAC. Mm-hmm. Did you hear a certain undertone in the female's voice that called the game for ESPN? Or is it just me? <laughs> did did I make you smile on that one? The uh, the whole coverage, the whole coverage of did, it. That the part where the camera focused only on Dion on the stage, mm-hmm. and Dion and and we and we all know Dion. If you don't, this dude is detailed to the T. Mm-hmm. You know this being being a 49ers fan. The year that he was a 49er. You got a chance to see you got a chance to see how he was before games. The dude was so detailed and he was so structured. He laid out on the floor how his jersey was going to look on his body from head to toe. Mm-hmm. While sitting, holding, holding, holding it would be a tablet. Sitting, looking at the tablet, studying whomever he was going to guard, mm-hmm. whoever he was going to cover. This is pregame. This isn't Tuesday. Um, this isn't Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is like three hours before kickoff. 
dude is sitting at his locker. He's looking at tape. Meanwhile, you can look on his right side and everything is laid out from head to toe. So fast forward to when the camera was just focused on Dion. So he was seeing that the, the people were taking, he was seeing that the, the, the organizers of the, of the SWAC, they was going to present the trophy to Jackson State. They were taking their sweet time. And so mm-hmm. he was like, come on, let's go. Hurry up. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. You know what the narrative about that was going forward? Mm-mm. It was, well, see, this Negro got the job in, at Colorado. He couldn't wait to get out of Jackson. Like, no, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't. If, you, if you've known this guy ever since, we've known him ever since Florida State. But if you've known him ever since he, ever since since he, he was came an on the- 18-year-old at Florida State in 1985 when he took on, y'all ready Bo for this name? Bo Jackson. This dude for almost 40 years has been detailed and every detail is not, not even the slightest of details are missed. And He's about order and structure. That's him. That's how we are, and that's how we are. That's, that's how we are here. Yeah. That's that's why, side note, that's why I brought Cole aboard as my executive producer. Because, and, and Cole flat out said to me, I see the creativity in you, Snowman, but the show needs structure. That's where I come in. And I'm like, have at it. Because, <laughs> and, and Cole knows this. Victor knows this. Don Schaefer, my good buddy in Atlanta. Ryan McCoffey, no credentials required. We all know this. When you're a one-man gang. It is almost impossible it's a, to do it right. It is impossible. That's why I've had to stop and start and stop and start so many times in 27 years. And and <clears throat> I'll use a description of my buddy Eric Collins, the television voice of the Charlotte Hornets, who I'm going to see in a month's time, said it perfectly. After Northwestern beat Ohio State in 2004 at Ryan Field. When I brought Cole aboard as my executive producer and people started following suit, a gorilla jumped off my back. Hmm. Now the next pieces not the next pieces I'm going to bring aboard are a social media coordinator, which I'm doing with my friend Michelle at the Be Daring Foundation. You see it at the top of your screen for those of you watching. And I'm going to have a podcast coordinator. And I spoke those words. I spoke those words just now, but I've been thinking about it for two months. And I'm going, what the hell is a podcast coordinator? Now I can write the description for it. See, there's something we can learn from this entire situation, which is three simple words, attention to detail. Yes. And Deion Sanders lives. Mm -hmm. Not lived. Mm -hmm. Lives on attention to detail. And Ryan McCarthy, this is for you. There is a goalie that I absolutely adore who had great attention to detail. A Hall of Famer we like to call Martin Brodeur. <laughs> Want to talk some more hockey? How about another another favorite goalie of mine? And if you're a goaltender, you have to have attention to detail. Does the name Eddie the Eagle Belfort mean anything to you? Longtime Chicago Blackhawks. Speaking yeah. of Blackhawks, how about Corey Crawford? 
Two Stanley Cups in the Windy City. How about that? How about, since we're talking attention to detail, and I'm not even, we're not even going to touch what HBCUs need to do. They've known what they need to do for many, many moon before even Cole or Victor or I was even a thought. Isn't that the truth? We're talking attention to detail in the now with what's going on here. See, HBCUs need to learn their own damn lesson, and they need to stop being victims. I'll put a bow on it by I'll put a bow on it by saying this. They need to stop being victims. They need to do what they need to do, period. It involves pen and paper and structure. But they're too damn chicken sh- to enact those things. Hmm. You can say it again. They're too chicken sh- to enact those things. Y'all know how I'm, listen, Jody and I share an office. I know I don't have much room to write anything down, but I'll be damned if I don't write things down. Good. And that's one thing Jody has told me. That's one thing Michelle, my friend out in Arizona, has told me. You know, when you get ideas, write them down. And and also listening to, oddly enough, a Georgia Southern football game, (laughs) a radio call has finally got it in my head on how I can use the name of my company and any networks I put under it. Talking about attention to detail and and, and brothers talk hockey. These brothers I know talk hockey. Mm -hmm. Okay? These brothers talk hockey. Cole and I talk hockey all the time. And here is the name of my favorite goaltender of all time. I can selfishly say either Ed Bell for or Corey Crawford because they were Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. But if I got to pick one name that's my favorite goaltender of all time, it matches Coles. The only three-time winner of the Conn Smythe Trophy, number 33, Patrick Wah. Best goaltender I've ever seen in the history of hockey. Let Best me say I've that again. And, and I, get ridicule, I, I get ridiculed to this day. And I'm going to be 51 in July. I get ridiculed to this day for knowing a very little fact that few black people don't want to say aloud. Patrick Waugh is the only three-time winner of the Conn Smythe Trophy. What is the Conn Smythe Trophy in relation to hockey? We'd like to call it an MVP award. Mm-hmm. We like to call it an MVP. Want attention to detail? How about that attention to detail? A Hall of Famer who's the only three-time winner of the Conn Smythe Trophy. The only three-time winner. Let me say that again. For those of you black folks that don't watch hockey, I dare you to watch a hockey game and not get hooked. I already told my tale. I got hooked in 1985 when the Chicago Blackhawks came back from 4-1 down in a regular season game with 18,000 people at Chicago Stadium, and I listened to the, I listened to part of the game with one of my favorite announcers of all time, the one and only Pat Foley. <laughs> That's the name I haven't heard in a minute. From 4-1 down to a 6-4 win. Oh, man. 
thank you, thank you, Ryan, for this. Let me let, let me do something right now. Wait, black man. Talking so I've been talking hockey? hockey. Oh, the perfect one. Wait, wait, I got another one for you. Black man talking hockey. Surprise, mother. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, speaking of 1985, the the year I got hooked on hockey, Daryl Sutter. Minnesota North Stars, Met Center, Bloomington, Minnesota. Oh, wow. That's a, that, wow. Can I get a salute? Wow. You get a salute for me because I have not heard Minnesota North Stars in about 30 years. Minnesota North Star. Hey, and the Minnesota North Stars used to kick our ass. Yeah. All right. They, they, I yeah. developed a, as a fan, as a fan, as a fan, I developed a hatred for the Minnesota North Stars because they used to routinely kick our ass until we finally got it right. Our being the Blackhawks. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yes. Yes. Man, you have those teams, NBA, NFL, mm-hmm. NHL, Major League Baseball. You have those teams, uh, yeah. 85, I, 86 Boston Celtics. Look, I told you, do I need, man. Do I, need I, to go, do I need to go any further? Look, I told you, I was a Rockets fan. I, 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 straight up sports. Not necessarily I hated them as human beings, because right, 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 but I, right. But, I, but I had a repulsion for seeing the Seattle SuperSonics. A, a literal repulsion, because every time the Rockets saw them, they would always give the Rockets a hard time. If they not, give the blue. They would give them the blues. They would give them the blues. They would give them the blues, man. And I, I, and I hated seeing, I hated seeing those green and yellow jerseys. And yet, on the verge of turning fifty in April, we long to see those green and yellow jerseys mm-hmm. of the yeah. Seattle SuperSonics. Yeah, yeah. And of am course, I in the ball, yeah. am I in the ballpark here? Yeah. I look, I'm. I know it's too small and I know it's decrepit, but can we bring back the Seattle Center Coliseum just for one night? <laughs> I mean, it's Key Arena now, but can you yeah. blow the some bitch up and make it the make it the big version of the Seattle Center Coliseum? All wait, right, if it, 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 wait, wait, do the Kraken still play there, or are they playing another arena? Uh, the Kraken still, it's Climate Pledge Arena now. Oh, okay, and the Kraken still play there. And, and you you said something to me some time back. F-O-K-C. Leave them there. Yeah. Award a new franchise to Seattle. They're the Seattle Supersonics. Take the take the history from OKC. Mm-hmm. Leave it in, leave it in OKC. Take the back history that they share with the Sonics, which they shouldn't share with, with the Sonics. Yeah. Bring it home. Because I, I will say this. I will keep saying this. The NBA needs a franchise in Seattle. They need it. Can, they can need I go it. one step further? They need it. And then, of course, that franchise needs to be called Supersonics. But, yes, go you ahead. You beat me to it. There you go. The NBA needs the Seattle Supersonics, period. Yeah. Okay? The NBA needs the Seattle Supersonics, period. But a quick close. HBCUs, y'all know what you need to do, but you're too chicken to do it until you look in the mirror and actually decide to grow some balls mm. and straighten yourselves out. You should be investigated by every government entity that can investigate your punk asses. Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, do it. <laughs> Bring it on. 
Matter of fact, let me borrow Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Just bring it, bitch. <laughs> and that's this extended version of the whip around. Thank <laughs> you.